You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so this is our Chuvas and Paiskim Shir, and again, I appreciate everybody taking the time. I'm going to apologize for not having the lunch, but hopefully the learn will be here. Um, I thought about this yesterday. Uh, when I was thinking about what I wanted to speak about, and when I discovered in my normal learning of teaching Mishnah Bura, uh, the mention of uh, of a famous tshuva the Nodi Huda, which I want to make the focus of what I uh, of what we're going to speak about today, but I thought that it had relevance, especially uh, an unfortunate relevance, especially now uh, with the number of niftarim. Uh, the number of people that are dying and continuing to die, especially here in the in the northeast, uh, in this uh, uh, sort of charnel house of 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 what's happening, uh, the charnel house of of, of of victims, fatalities from COVID. I would assume this is happening a lot. People who are being osake, uh with the funeral arrangements. Spartan as there have to be now, and therefore would have the status of an onane. And then the question would be, uh, till uh, if it turned out that it took a while, and it probably does. I again, I don't have the experience with it, but it would take a while to make sure that the uh, funeral was set in place, that the person was not able to count the sphera. Uh, what would be the law in terms of his continuing to count and counting possibly with a bracha? Could he count with a bracha and continue? That's really what I want to zero in on. But to give it some background, um, I want to start with the Mishnah Bura, uh and the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishnah Bura. So let's take a look, please. So uh, you have on your screen here uh, in Simen Tov Petes, where... Uh, the Shulchan Aruch writes, Shochach v'lo birech kol halayla. If someone was, had forgotten and he had not said the bracha and meant he hadn't counted either, he hadn't said the bracha or counted, so yispar biyom, he counts during the day, v'loi bracha. Okay, so this is the psak. It's a psak that comes out of, it comes from the Rosh. Um, as you can see, Tur B'Shem HaRosh. Uh, and it has to do with a pretty complicated machlekas about the nature of Sfira Sa'emer and uh, specifically uh, the counting and what, the, what does the idea mean that you have to count complete days. Um, so, the idea of counting without a bracha is based on what? So let's take a look here in the Mishnah Bura is going to give us a recap. So the Mishnah Bura starts uh, here. Below bracha. Okay, I'm sorry, the first one. Yuspor He can still count during the day. Kedas harbe poiskim. Tibidievid sviras yom olilisvira. In other words, he already is telling us that there's a debate whether counting in the day is considered a true counting. Now, why shouldn't it be? 
you're definitely in the day. This is one of the days. And the reason is, there's two reasons. The simple reason is that the Torah writes that it has to be Sheva Shabosos Tmimot. Tmimos. That a, a day is counted when at the earliest possible onset of the day, you declare that day as a day in the record towards whatever the Omer is supposed to lead to. So it's one thing if you count, let's say the Shkia today is 745. It's one thing if you count, and let's assume that Seisa Kochovim is about uh, 825 or something like that, maybe earlier. So it's one thing if you count as soon as it becomes Seisa. So you have counted as soon as the day began. If you count three hours later, you're still in the first part of the Jewish calendar day. However, when you've already reached the morning, you've reached dawn or, de- or after the sun has come up, then more than 50% of your Jewish calendar day is, is gone. Your Jewish calendar day is it's already less than 50%. It's hard to say that you counted to Mimos, that you counted complete days. You counted part of a day. Now, again, we know in, in, in many ways, part of a day is considered a, a complete day. But it usually works the other way around, that the first part of a day is considered by Shiva Leolenu. The first part of the Shiva, okay, that counted as your seventh day but that it should be considered a good, complete counting past the morning is difficult. That's, that's a logical reason. But there's actually a more base, there's actually more deeper and more complicated halachic reason why counting in the daytime is not considered counting. Why? Because the counting of the Omer is tied by the Torah to what occurred on the second day of Pesach, the harvesting of the barley grains and the processing and bringing of the Omer. And the Torah writes in Parshas Re'e, when the scythe begins to cut the standing corn, the grain, that's where Tachel is born. That's when you start to count. That's what counting is supposed to be. Counting is tied to the cutting of the Omer, the Ktsiras HaOmer. And there, there happens to be a Mishnah in Megillah that says that the cutting of the Omer is done at night. And the Gemara in Menacho says, the Gemara Menacho says that it's done at night. The Mishnah Megillah means to say that it shouldn't be done during the day. That during the day, or it's not that it shouldn't be done, but that the mitzvah is not fulfilled if it's done during the day. So what, what the Gemara and the Psukim are indicating is that the mitzvah of Sviras Omer is tied to when you do Ktsiras Omer. In fact, that's one of the reasons why we wait uh, until we don't do it. If you hold it's Minat Torah, it's one of the reasons why we wait. According to the Shittas, the Mishabura quotes that you hold Sfiras Omer is Minat Torah, that you should wait till Tzais, is because the cutting of the Omer was also done 
remember, they had to wait for the first day of Yontif to be over. And uh, it w- they would wait till it was clearly night, early in the night, but they would wait till it was night. But in the daytime, based on the mission in Megillah, you could not cut the Omer. It wouldn't be a mitzvah, a fulfillment of the mitzvah of cutting the Omer. And that's a mitzvah in itself. The mitzvah is not only to bring the Omer, the mitzvah is also cutting the Omer. As we know from uh, the, the Gemara says that there's actually a Pusik, Bacharish Bakotzer Tishbos, that the, the Tana Rabbi Akiva extracts from that Pusik, which seems to be unnecessary, that there is a time that on a normal Katsira, normal harvesting is not done on a, a Shabbat, on a Shabbos. But there is a type of harvesting which is done on Shabbos and is Docha Shabbos and must be done on Shabbos. And that would be when. The second day of Yontif is Shabbos. Uh, the first day, it doesn't happen in our calendar system that well, but um, Erev Pesach is Chal B'Shabbos, but I don't, I don't know if the first day of, of Pesach is Chal on a Friday, but in those days it could happen that the first day was Friday, the second day of Pesach is Shabbos, and therefore the Torah was writing, according to Rabbi Kiva, a, 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 a direct inference a, 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 to adduce from the Torah that you need to cut the Omer on Friday night, on Friday night evening. It's Docha Shabbos. Even though you could have done it, uh, you could have done it, uh, you could have done it when it was a weekday. From there you see that it must be done at a certain time. And it needs to be done that night. That's the opinion that holds that Sphiras that that the that uh, that Sphiras Yom does not count. Other poskim hold Bidaevid Sphiras Yom Olavusphira. That's what right? Now, who is this Machlokas? So it's a Tosus and Menachos, and it's a Machlokas between Rabbeinu Tam, generally is quoted as Rabbeinu Tam. And the sheet of the Bahag, unknown exactly who wrote the Bahag, Shimon Kira, Rabbi Yudai Gon, but we've talked about the Bahag before. So the Bahag's opinion is on record that you can actually be kotzer, uh, biyom is kosher, you can cut the omer during the day, because there's a Mishnah Menachos that actually says that, and surprise, there's actually a debate between the Mishnah Menachos and the Mishnah Megillah. Um, whether Katsira Biyom is kosher. And therefore, the Bahag says you're able to cut the Omer in the daytime, and you can count the Omer in the daytime too. It's not the best, but you can count the Omer during the day. So let's now repeat. According to Rabbeinu Tam, you can't uh, count once it's already past dawn. According to the Baal Hilchos Gedolos, you are able to. Now, the Rishonim who quote these two giants say, Tosus and the Rosh say, so what should you do if you forget? So that's what the Shulchan Aruch says, you can't without a bracha. Why? Let's do the next Mishnah Bura. The Yesh Lochush Wadasa Poskim, the Ainzman Sphira El because we have to worry about Rabbeinu Tam. And according to Rabbeinu Tam, it's no, it's, it's, there's no mitzvah. Kishimavarach Biyom. Who live a talah? Tam, you've lost the mitzvah uh, if you count during the day. According to the Bahag, it's, it's still a kiyum of the mitzvah. 
So now what kicks in is the principle of suffix brachos vakula, and because of that, we don't make a bracha. Meaning, if we're Bahag people, you would make a bracha. But Rabbeinu Tam might be correct. According to Rabbeinu Tam, you don't make a bracha. So that's the reason why we err on the side of caution, because there is a, an opinion, again, you know, the Rambam and others that say that when you have a suffix bracha, don't go ahead and make a bracha and say, I'm going to be so mechon on the Bahag. It's a suffix brachal of atola. Brachal of atola might itself be a lav in the Torah of taking God's name in vain. And even though here you're saying I'm going to do it for the other opinions, we always say suffix brachal lakula. That's the reason why you don't make the bracha. But as the Mishnah Bura continues, miu mikana lahaba so for b'cholayla b'bracha. But from this night on, meaning, and again, this happens. Oh, I forgot to count last night. Oh, count now. Can I count with a bracha tonight? Yes. This night, on this night, from this night further, you can count with a bracha. Now, this is a lot of standard information. I'm sure many of you have heard it before. I just want to give you the background because it has a particular relevance in, in our specific case. Okay? Um, now, why is it that from this point on you can count? Seems to be illogical, right? If the reason why you didn't count um, with a bracha in the afternoon was because, well, corner of Tom, I don't have Tamimus, and I don't have a mitzvah. How all of a sudden, the next day, does everything change? So the Mishnah explains it in the Sharat Siyum. So first of all, uh, there's just a couple of, of pieces here. just want to indicate, I, I've spoken them out uh, uh, orally. I just want to point out the opinion, of course, that holds you can't count during the day. That's the Bahag, Behilchas Hatzeres. Um, the Mishabura assumes here that that might be the opinion of the Rambam as well, because the Rambam paskins that you can be coats or the Omer during the day. You be coats or the Omer during the day. So, as, the, as he says, we know, as I, I said a couple minutes ago, that Sphere and Katsira are connected. However, he says you can't prove from the Rambam that the Rambam would say you could count during the day. Uh, with a bracha. You, it doesn't seem like the Rambam would agree. It's not 100% clear. Okay. But who does say you can count during the day? Who is a partner with the Bahag? V'chein hiskim ha-me'iri. And of course, this is typical Mishnah Bura to find, to bring the Me'iri into uh, the halachic realm. And um, he found in the Me'iri at the end of Megillah, again, it wasn't necessarily something that all the other posts can work with, but the Mishnah Burr feels that that's a good chaver to the Bahag, that not only can you count during the day, you can count with a bracha during the day. And that's what he says, B'dievid so for biyom bebracha. Now here, and I, I know some of our uh, uh, listeners hopefully will appreciate uh, this, I am Betruvus Mishkanus Yaakov, which I appended to these sources, now, I have a, an affinity to this to this uh, Tshuva Sefer because he is like, to me, what Volozhin wanted to produce, Rabbi Yaakov Bruch, and he was what, you know, he and his brother, his brother is a little more famous than him and for people who learn Masechtas, uh, the Karen Ora. Um, I'm forgetting the Karen Ora's first name. I'm, Rabbi, I'm sure you remember, but I'm forgetting the Karen Ora's name, but... Um, 
and it escapes me. But he is probably, a, 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 his books are, because they were written on the Mesechtas, this man's younger brother, uh, they were very popular. But the two brothers, Rabbi Yaakov Bruchin and his brother, studied in Velozhin. And Rav Chaim, who started the yeshiva in Velozhin, was extremely proud of Rabbi Yaakov. Um, in fact, Rabbi Yaakov, his early claim to fame was that he took on and I don't have the truth in front of me in terms of the date, but some people out there probably know that um, he took on one of the most respected postkim of the time. Uh, that was the uh, the base of Fryim, Fryim Zalman Margolis, who had uh, been uh, who came a very long truva in terms of uh, Erevin and Rishus Harabim Bisman Azeh, and uh, Rabbi Yaakov Bruchen. Uh, Analog, took apart that tshuva uh, piece by piece. Uh, now, Ephraim Zalman was was a revered uh, godel. Of course, he wasn't didn't have an official position as a rov. Uh, he earned his own living, but the, everyone sent him shilas. And the base of Ephraim is considered, you know, everybody learned it and was enamored of it, with it. Um, he he sent the and, and Ephraim. And Rabbi Yitzchak Veloshner after him were, were close to Rabbi Fraim Zalman. And Rabbi Fraim Zalman asked, he sent a letter. He said, I got this long uh, critique from one of your students. Who is he? And Rabbi Chaim said, you better watch out from him. He is a powerful thinker. And he's, uh, and, and the truth is, is that his arguments, I don't know if you agree, Rabbi, but his arguments, I think, are, are in a way much more uh, cogent and direct than Ephraim Zalman. And his chuvos in general, are very cogent, direct, and in some ways revolutionary, because he basically writes in this chuva against the Shulchan Aruch. He feels that the Shulchan Aruch has been um, cow- kowtowed uh, to Rabbeinu Tam. The Rosh and Tosfos who say, don't make a bracha because it's a suffix. It's because we're worried about the Chumra Rabbeinu Tam of not making a bracha. Because Rabbeinu Tam is probably right that you're probably not Makayim the Mitzvah and, 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 and we got to be worried about that. If you look in the, and it's appended, if you look in the Mishkanas Yaakov, Yaakov says, I feel the Ba'ad is right. And and the uh, that actually Ketzira Biyom, it's not the best, but you can make a bracha and you're fine on that. And that's why the Mishnah Burr quotes this in the Sharet Zion. He says, "I am betruvus mishkanas Yaakov, shemitzadid gamkein ledina kebahag," which means that it isn't such a bad situation. Not so bad. This suffix brochel of atola, because he, once again, he he assumes the bahag is the correct opinion. Okay, why is it that the next day you can make a brochel magically? Let's take a look. Why? Um, this is basically the approach of Rabbi Yisrael Yisrael, who one of the last of the Rishonim, or some people would say one of the earliest Achronim. Move uh, a Yosef, the Beit Yosef quotes him. And the reason is, is because you have a magic that can work here. Svek Sveka. Which means you can combine a whole bunch of opinions here. So what is the, how is it going to work? So the Mishnah is going to explain. First of all, it could be that the Bahag and the Mishkanas Yaakov is right. The Bidiyeved, Svira's mana, Kol Hama Sphira can be counted 
all day, like the Mishnah and Menachos, that could, the, the whole day is good enough. The Imtim Tzalomar, and if you want to say Kedas HaPaiskim, Dein Sfira if you want to say like other Paiskim that hold that Sfira is only by day, that, that Sfira is not by day, that Sfira is tied into the Mishnah and Megillah that says you can only be Kotzer Balayla, and, and it's a Brachal of Atala, but it could be, I ruined today, but there's Shittas that hold that tomorrow is a brand new mitzvah. Alpha became Harbe Poskim Maskimim the Ainayomim Maakvim Zedze. So tomorrow, the next day, I can make the following Svexvaka. Hey, you didn't uh, yesterday, you didn't count according to Rabbeinu Tom properly. That's true. But could be Rabbeinu Tom is wrong. Could be the Bahag is right. And even if you want to say Rabbeinu Tom is right, today is a brand new mitzvah. Today is a brand new day. And as the Rosh says in Psochem, uh, there is, there's a, uh, you can look at today being a, a, the, the Sphiros Omer is actually 49 different mitzvahs. It's not one mitzvah. Every day has got its own mitzvah. Um, which, <laughs> right? So, the, that which means the bracha is tethered to the mitzvah. The bracha is about this specific mitzvah. When you make a bracha. 49 self contained mitzvahs is what you're saying. <laughs> Right, and and and, and 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 there's evidence to this. The evidence is so. The, the evidence would be first of all, there's a whole discussion about did you have the right bracha in mind? Like when you make a bracha, uh, and that's here in Shulchan Aruch as well. You make a bracha thinking that it's one day, and then you end up counting the right day. But when you made the bracha, you had the wrong intention. Um, so there is opinion that says that. That you that, that that that's a problem. Now, why should it be a problem? Who cares what you thought during the bracha? And yet, the Taz and others say that if during the complete bracha you didn't know what day it was, you really you really didn't fulfill the mitzvah properly. You met, you, you said it right, but the bracha didn't work. And the question is, why not? The bracha is on the idea of Sphira Soma. Thank God I heard it from the guy next to me, and now I can I, I can say the date. But if you hold like this, what the Rush is saying, that every bracha, every bracha is its, every day is its own mitzvah, then the bracha needs to be on the mitzvah you're going to do. You can't if your bracha if when you made the bracha you had in mind a different day. It's like you made a, it's like it's like you took a lulav and you made a bracha on shofar, right? <laughs> Even though the words are exactly the same, but you're thinking of the mitzvah of yesterday's mitzvah, despite the fact that the words are the same. And that's the reason why the Taz says that if 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 you make a bracha and, and you don't know what day it is either in the beginning or the end of the bracha, you've got a problem. And, and you, therefore, even though when you counted right, you, you ruined, you did not, the bracha was improper. And the only way I can understand that is to say that this is like this, that the Mishnah Burr is hinting at, that it could be every day is its own mitzvah. And therefore, the yomim aren't ma'akev each other, which is weird, because they're not, Ma'ak of each other, and yet you want me to try to count in the beginning of the day? I missed a whole day. Meaning, Tamimus means every day do your best job. 
<laughs> try to do it before it becomes daytime, as early at night as it's possible. But to me, this doesn't mean you need to do it every day. There is such an opinion. So now what I could do is combine these two as possibilities and say three out of four possibilities tell me that I can make a bracha today. First of all, the Bahag and the Mishkanis Yaakov might be right, that what I did yesterday was perfect. Secondly, even if what I did yesterday, Tom, what I did was wrong, it could be that there's a mitzvah to count every single day, and every day is a brand new mitzvah. And that's my right to uh, count with a bracha. Now, if I had skipped yesterday completely, then I'm out of the picture. Because now it's 50-50 the other way. Here it's 75-25. And that's the approach of Truma Sadeshin was Machadesh, and that's what the Shulchan Aruch accepts. Okay, so that's the background. That when you miss a day completely, then you have no right to count the next day and say, well, it's 50-50, there's opinion that says, because then I would say Suffolk Brochus Lahokel. But here, even though I don't want to take God's name in vain, but I have a rove. I have a 70. Again, there's four possibilities. Three out of the four indicate to make the bracha. So. So that is uh, the standard psaq. There are people that uh, are against this. The Mishnah Brewer hints to the pre-chodosh here. And I've talked about him in the past. He is one of the, uh, he is the commentary on the Shulchan Aruch that is the enemy of the Shulchan Aruch. Uh, he says, clearly you can see here, the pre says that, <laughs> I don't get it. He says, If you're really worried about Rabbeinu Tam, that means it's got to be really tamimus to be a mitzvah. And that's why he didn't let me make the bracha yesterday. That means tamimus. How can you have this illogical thing where I'm worried about each day, but you skip a day, that's not called Tmimus. And that's why the Prichodosh originally has a difficulty with this psak of the Trumas Adeshan and the Shulchan Aruch. That's what he says. He says, you're Rabbeinu Tamnik, you're so Shmachbat on Tmimus that it's got to be why it's still night. If that's true, if you miss the whole day, it's completely gone. Isn't that a problem of Tamimos? So the Mishnah Burr knows it sounds logical, but he says, there's a way to sort of finesse your way out of that question. There's another question which the Mishnah Burr doesn't bring up, which is that there is, a, remember what I said a minute ago? I, didn't, I, I, I counted during the day because I forgot to count last night. So who am I so mechon to count during the day, although without a bracha? The Bahag, the Baal Hilchos Gedolos. He happens to be on record for saying that if you skip a day, you can't count anymore. <laughs> so you're actually using the Sfex Feka is, is intellectually dishonest <laughs> because you use the Bahag when you want to use him. You use the Bahag in order to say, hey, it might still be a mitzvah during the day. But the Bahag is on record for saying, Sfira Saomer is one long baby. It's a 49-day marathon. So it's pretty disingenuous to now come up with this Sfex Feka. 
because the source of that opinion of being able to count during the day, although Mishkanis Yaakov has a lot of uh, credibility with the Lithuanian people, it's basically the Bahag. And the Bahag himself, and again, maybe it's a question of what the Bahag is. Is it a, a combination book? Is it one author? Is it, does it have other insertions in it? But it would seem uh, it would seem a little bit disingenuous to use this Fex Feka, especially since the two opinions are contradictory to each other. If it'd be just four options out there, it's one thing. But two of them, uh, one of, you can't assume that possibility according to the Bahag anyway. According to the Bahag, it's considered one long mitzvah. So anyway, but this is the accepted Pesach Halocha. All right. Nothing new here. I just wanted to review it because it's relevant to this case, the case I mentioned in the beginning, which is the case of an O-name. So, the Be'er Alocha, uh, uh, the Mishnah Bura, again, uh, introduces us to this. So let's take a look. We're going to read these lines, and I think I'm correct in what I'm going to infer from the Mishnah Bura's attitude. And you'll see what I mean. Kosov benahar shalom misha meso mutal lefanav and nebuch and corona that has obviously happened to many. In other words, you have to deal with the mace. Now, let's be a little bit graphic and explain that in today's things are a little bit different, and it might be an argument can be made that the way of someone. Let's say you have, and again, I hate saying this, but let's theoretically say you have a father or a mother or a relative in a hospital or or a nursing home where they're not even letting you in and the person expires, and that has happened. It's possible that your state of aninus is weakened because you're not going to be that involved. Now, it's true Rav Shechter and others have talked about the fact, and Rav Shlomo speaks about it in his tshuva, which is also appended to the email, that if you have to be on the telephone, even though you're not physically involved with the burial, but if you need to be called and call the Hebra Kedisha and they're going to be involved in you, you still would have the status of an Onain completely. But I just want to mention that it might be things are a little bit different. Uh, the Nar Shalom is talking about his days where people died at home and it was literally in front of you, the person, and you needed to, to be involved in, in, in getting the Hevra and being involved in, 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 in safeguarding the room. So what should you do? So normally the body will be buried. It'll be buried tomorrow. By tomorrow, so you missed it at night. That's the assumption. The assumption is based on the fact that you didn't do mitzvahs. An onain is potter for mitzvahs. And you didn't daven last night, and you didn't do the mitzvah Sfirah Sa'omer either. So when do you do Sfirah Sa'omer? You do Sfirah Sa'omer once the body is buried. However, the argument could be made, can I make a bracha? It's not like I forgot. It's not like I, I didn't set my timer. I wanted to make a bracha. Those of us that have been onanim know what I mean. Um, 
that <laughs> it's one of the most frustrating things in the world. <laughs> you're eating a sandwich. Uh, you're just trying to get some fuel into the into your into your system so you could deal with the t- the terrible morning and, and and afternoon that's to come, and you don't make a bracha. The man is sitting there, not knowing that what day of the Omer it is, and he's not making a bracha. The argument could have been made: maybe he should be allowed to make a bracha. And what would be the argument? Maybe it's like. Tfilah, because we know when it comes to tefillah, if you were an ones, you were in the hospital, you you had a shift, Marev is a complete goner for you. You get home in the morning, you dive in chakras, and you do another Shmona Esrei, and you say God's name again. Why? Because that's called Tashlumen. Why can't counting the Omer in the daytime, be like a tashlumen. And, 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 and I should be allowed to make the bracha. Now, because he says, he says, the truth is, <laughs> you don't daven tashlumen by a mace either. Why? Because it's not an ones. The mitzvah is taken away from you. In other words, it's different than I'm, 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 I'm involved in something else. And I, I really want to, but I can't. Then our Shalom is saying, when you're an Onain, you are putter. It's like you don't have the mitzvah. And therefore, um, and therefore, he says that even if you say that you can count like the Bahag, that you can count all day, it doesn't mean uh, I'm making up for the night. The Bahag says the Chiv is all day. And therefore, um, the same doubt occurs. You can't make, uh, you, just, you didn't do it last night. And therefore, you shouldn't make a bracha today either because we're worried about the sheet of Rabbeinu Tam. Lefizeh, right? However, maybe it's different. Maybe it's like Havdola. Lefizesh, so for Biyom. I'm sorry. So therefore, it's like Havdola. I'm doing it when I can. However, there's no bracha, because there's no bracha. But tomorrow, after the Avelus, he counts with a bracha. That's if he's able to get back home from the cemetery. But how, while it's still day, and again, I haven't been involved in Corona funerals, but something tells me that till it gets all settled, until you have the people there, it's possible that if you are involved in the funeral, that you might not get home until it's already, the whole day is gone. So now, You've missed that day. Because Maliim Shochach Lisfar, Maliim Niftar Lisfar. What's really the difference between forgetting totally or not counting for a tremendously good reason? It's not Tmimus. That is the Psak of the Nahar Shalom. I knew who he was at one time. It's escaping me now. I know uh, the rabbi is listening. If he's still here, I know he knows I don't have his, his date. But 
that is the psak of the Narsholam, and that seems to be what the Mishnah Bura holds. He quibbles a little bit over some statement that he makes, but he basically agrees that that's what's going to happen, unfortunately. It's one more carbon, Nebuch, that you're not going to be able to have the enjoyment of counting the Omer with a bracha. Then he says the following. It's clear, he says, the Onen doesn't count. And the counting might not mean anything if he does it, because he's Potter. He's not sure about it. He's not sure, and he thinks that it's possible that maybe the Onen can count. Okay? And why? Why should the Onen count? In fact, uh, the note, I'll, I'll skip to the, to the, the essence here. The Nodebuta actually says that what you should do in this case, and we're going to look at it right now, is that you should count if you're an Onen, and you should count without a bracha, and this way you'll be able to count tomorrow with a bracha. And that's what he says. He says that even though the person is right in front of you, you should count below bracha, and tomorrow you'll definitely count with a bracha. Why? Again, using Svek Sveka. Because even though the notabuta admits there are some that disagree with me and say what I did today was meaningless because I was an Onain. <laughs> and an Onain can't even fulfill any mitzvah. His mitzvahs of fulfillment don't even count. So what I did was not a mitzvah. What I did was, was nothing. Still, remember Svek Sveka. And the Noidim himself says there's an argument to be made that an Onain should be counting. What is his argument? So, we only have a couple minutes here um, because I went pretty slow in the beginning. But I do want to read you some of the crucial uh, sections of the Noidim Yehuda. Okay. It isn't a long tshuva. And here's what he says. First of all, he says, it's a misnomer to think that an Onain, potter for mitzvahs, he has no mitzvahs to do. Because the marshal already said in the tshuva, um, Simenayin, I think it is, that um, it's only mitzvahs that interfere with the body getting buried. It, the Torah, the Rabbanon who understood, and again, this gets into the heart of the issue. Where do we know an Onain is potter from mitzvos? Um, from the from the Gemara in the in, in the in, in the third parak of Brachos, it seems that it's built on the principle of Oseik b'mitzvah potter min mitzvah, which means I'm involved in another mitzvah now, kavod ames, getting my relative buried. That's a mitzvah. I can't have other mitzvahs interfere now. But it's a little painted with a little bit of a broader stroke. So the marshal says if that's the approach, then it, should in, it basically covers the mitzvahs that are an interference. 
to the other mitzvah getting accomplished. Even though normally osim mitzvah, other mitzvah is a tour even for mitzvahs that don't like, for example, the Gemara talks about if you're doing, if you're watching an Aveda, you don't have to give tzedakah to the to the to the Meshul who comes to the door, because osim mitzvah patur min mitzvah. But when it, this type of broad stroke tour by the mace, where it isn't so much I'm physically doing the tahara or physically bearing the mace, I am the overseer of the mitzvah. That type of tour only excludes actions that will take me away from what I need to be centered on. And therefore, the Noida the, the says, stopping for a minute and then stop and, and, and counting the Omer is, doesn't take away from that. And therefore, a mitzvah like Sfiras Omer was never excluded from an Oneim, which is a difficult thing to say, because what about davening? That doesn't take so long. I guess it does. Counting the Omer is a, is a thing that doesn't take that long to do. Okay? The, the uh, Marshal brings a proof to this idea that not all mitzvahs are included in this broad stroke, and I don't want to get into that. He has a proof from from a, 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 a brisa about Korban Pesach. I don't want to get into that. Um, but what he is using it for, the Noidibiuta is, it might be that this is an easy mitzvah to do. There's no p'tur, and you should make the bracha even with a mitzvah. Uh, Avrami asks, but Kriyashma one line? Yes, but the way Chazal want you to say it, it needs a lot of kavana, first of all, and they want you to say three parshios. Then the Noida sounds like a real Moscow here in the next sentence, in the next paragraph. He says, In other words, even though it is, again, the the Buddha's whole approach here is that this is not classic Osik B'mitzvah where I'm putter. This is the rabbis using the framework of Osik B'mitzvah and applying it to the relative and giving him a p'tur. So therefore, the reason why they pottered him from so many mitzvahs, even though he's not in the middle of bearing his, his, his dead relative, is because if you go, go ticky-tack on him and say, oh, you can still put on tefillin, oh, you can still uh, daven chakras, you can still do this, then it's a regular day for him. What will happen is, and, and therefore, you won't be able to even do anything. So therefore, the rabbis cut the corner like that and said, Look, we want you to be concentrated. So we're going to take away what's usually part of your day. Because if you go through your normal schedule and daven and stuff like that, even though you could still be involved with the mace, we know what's going to happen. What's going to happen is the mace is not going to get what he deserves, and he's not going to get buried on time. But mitzvot that are not part of your normal routine, and, and they don't show up. They Like Sfiras Omer, which is like a special mitzvah that's done only during this period. Here, Chaviva Mitzvah B'Shaita. 
Here, there's a significance. This mitzvah is beautiful. And maybe Chazal didn't include it. Chazal did not include it with that. And that's his second svara, that it's not included. His third svara is <laughs> why you should be able to count. He says that His third svara is we know that one of the mitzvahs that the onain does, if a person's an onain, the Gemara and Kesuva says, is that if a wedding was about to take place and everything was ready and the, the uh, groom's father passes away, He's an Onain, right? But the direction of Chazal in this case is the, the direction of Chazal in this case is to what? Boel Bilas Mitzvah. To actually be involved in the mitzvah of Puravu or of marriage, whatever you want to call the mitzvah is even though he's an Onain. He's an Onain. Everything should be called off. He's not Chayiv and Pruravu anymore, right? That mitzvah's gone from him from this moment. So the Marshal says, Hefsud Mamon. Okay. Hefsud Mamon. Chazal do not make their institutions, this broad institutional tour for mitzvahs, where you're going to make a tremendous loss. Remember what will happen if he doesn't go through with this mitzvah. The wedding's off. We're not going to be able to get the caterer back. We're not going to get the meal back. This is a terrible, terrible loss on this wedding. <laughs> Even with sumptuary laws where the weddings aren't so big, it's still a big loss. And therefore, Hefsid Mamon is another Svara. So the Nodibi says, I'm not sure if it's a really strong Svara, but the Marshal mentions it. And he's pretty good. Uh, he's a pretty strong Posek for me. So maybe using Hefzid, I'm going to say, what about Hefzid Mitzvah? <laughs> the same way the Marshal was ready to say Hefzid Momon, that for Hefzid Momon, this institution of Aninus doesn't apply. What about the Hefzid of the Mitzvah? Because I, I'm, and, and why is it a Hefzid Mitzvah? Because I'm only going, I, if I lose the whole day, it, true, there might be the rush who holds uh, and tells that it's a mitzvah every day. But I'm not making a bracha, and I'm being chosh, I'm not being makayim the mitzvah, and I don't feel like I fulfilled the mitzvah either. So therefore, he says, Another svara. Vaod, then he adds another taina. What is the idea of pottering uh, the person? What's the idea of pottering him? The idea of pottering the person is, as we've said, to make sure you're zeroing in on the events of today, which is to get the person buried honorably. So therefore, things that are showing, cropping up today are pushed aside. But this is bigger than that. You know what's going on here? Especially if you say 
uh, that it's uh, like the Bahag, that it's 49, that's one big mitzvah. This is not just about the mitzvah of today. This is about the mitzvah of the future, the mitzvah that's going to continue beyond this. And that's the reason why he believes that uh, the Mishnah and, and the Gemara says in Suvis, or the Brisa says in Suvis, that you're supposed to go ahead with the wedding, go ahead with the, at least with the marriage, because what will happen is, yes, one mitzvah gets pushed away because of what should happen today. Today is a day of burial, not of a mitzvah. But if I don't go through with the marriage today, then the burial of today is the reason why the mitzvah is pushed off, not for in a week, it might take a month. The aninus, the kvura, doesn't have the right to push away a mitzvah that isn't happening now, a mitzvah that it has a, that's going to happen later. It'll turn out, it's not just I didn't do Puravu today. Because everything was ready in this moment, if I don't go through with the Puravu now, if I don't go through and, and, and have conjugal relations and have the essential wedding now, then it's going to be weeks till we can do this again. There's no right for the burial of today and the Kabbalah Mesa of today to be Docha Mitzvahs for such an extended period. Therefore, lo So he says, if that's the reason, and this is brilliant. This is really a brilliant explanation of of why it makes much more lumdish sense than the Marshal Svara about Hepsid Mamon. But he says if that's true, then if I don't count today, I've lost the right to make a brocha, the right to count the Omer in the future. So the idea of Aninus doesn't apply to it. But he says, all of this is logical and I'm happy with it, but it's really me. <laughs> it's, he quotes Chazal, I don't have a Messiah for it. I invented it. I'm not going to go so far to say you can make a brocha. However, I'm pretty sure you can do it. And therefore, um, Therefore, he says, I know there's a suffix here. I'm going to use fexfeka here, he says. We know there's a machlekes, whether when we say an onen is potter, does it have a shame, kiyam a mitzvah, if he does it or not? Okay. In other words, an onen is potter, but can he decide to be machayev himself? It's a machlekes. So therefore, I'm not going to say that he should do it with a bracha. But count without a bracha. The days afterwards, he'll be able to count with a bracha. Ah, you're going to ask the question we said before. You didn't count the day you were in Onain with a bracha. What's your right to count the next day? Because remember, we'll do Svexveka. It could be what I did that night was a zero. Because I was completely putter. And the putter even applies to Sphira Omer. And an Onain is in a state of a nebulous state. He's putter completely. And therefore, even when he does a mitzvah, it doesn't count. That's one side. But there's another side, right? There's another side to say that it did count. He maybe didn't have to do it, but it does count. And therefore, 
there's a tzad to say what he did was itself a kiyum. And he did it without a bracha. And tomorrow, even if you want to say, we hold like the shittas, that an onain is completely potter, and an onain doesn't have mitzvahs at all, maybe Sphiras Omer is 49 different mitzvahs. So the same sveka you have when you forget to count in the day and you count during the night, the Nadibita says you can use the same svara when you count at night without a bracha on your name. And, and that would be, you'd be able, now, right, you'd be able to be makayim, uh, you'd be able, in that sense, like he says, he quotes the Truma Sadeshin at the end. So that is the Noida Yehuda's chidush, and that's what he says you should do. My feeling is, and I'm going to end with this, that the Mishnah Burr was not happy with this. He gives him covet here, but look what he says here. Look at this lotion of the Mishnah Burr. He says, Megavev Shom Eisah Svaris. He's like gathering up Svara on top of Svara. It doesn't seem like he's so happy with it. Covet of Nehdebuna, you got to quote it. But the Mishnah Burr himself didn't seem like he agreed. However, it is the night of Yehuda. And take a look here at the very end of the Sharetzion, uh, the Baralocha. Vihitiku Hagoyin Revkiveger Vagoyisov. Now, I've been studying Mishnah Bura um, every day for the last eight years or so, about an hour and a half a day, approximately. He is careful where he uses that uh, honorific, Hagoyin. He uses it for Shloy Kluger almost all the time. He uses it for Revkiveger almost all the time. He uses it for um, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Emden a lot of the time. Hagoyin b'mor he'll say. It's interesting, in this same piece, he doesn't say, harav hagoyin the right? Again, I guess maybe it's because it's already become part of the furniture already. But it sounds like the only reason why he's even... Uh, assuming that you could perhaps give the eights of the Neide Behuda is because Rav Kiveger quotes it. And again, uh, uh, this to me is also, again, Rav Kiveger quoted it because they found it on his, in his, Rav Kiveger didn't write it in his Svarim. Rav Kiveger, as a safer, they found Rav Kiveger's Shulchan Aruch, and in Rav Kiveger's Shulchan Aruch, uh, in Rav Kiveger's Shulchan Aruch, they found this note on the side. <laughs> He wrote he wrote the Chuva the Chuva's Night of Behuda. That means he liked it. That doesn't necessarily mean Kivager felt it was La Halocha. But again, books get a life of their own. Once uh Kivager's children decide to publish the Shulchan Arach and give over to the uh, editors uh Kivager's notes, they all now become these notes now become uh elements of normative halacha, which again Clearly, that's why the Mishnah Brewer accepted it, and that's the reason why he it doesn't just say I annoyed to be Huda, and but you can see, I believe, that he isn't so happy uh, with this chidush. Uh, however, uh, I have to tell you that Rav Moshe Feinstein and Rosh Hashanah both quote this annoyed to be Huda without any pickbook at all. None of the type of um, and again, I think I'm right here, Rabbi, that there is a, almost a, a sense of dismissiveness the way he uh, describes this Neide Behuda, the, the Mishnah Burra. But I, I, Rav Moshe, in a Tshuva and Yeridea, which is uh, referenced in one of the uh, 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 attachments, 
and Roshlomo Zalman in the, a little short truth at the end of Chayva Kalva Mincha Shlomo, he quotes this Neidabita without any sense of disagreement at all, uh, indicating that it actually uh, was, in a way, uh, a logical point to make. I think the third thing, I just want to end with this. Even if you want to say the Neidabita is wrong, that there really is no mitzvah, but can you say he didn't count? Yes, there was no kima mitzvah, but the man counted and recognized the day. So there's no tamimus? Right? We, we, like he was a non-Jew when he said it. He was a Jew who recognized the day. It's different than a goy or a cotton shehigdil. A, a non-Jew becomes a Jew through sphera. You could say, that wasn't you. That was something else. A, a child is not chayv and mitzvahs. But here's a person who is a gavra that's chayv and mitzvahs. He has a specific p'tur. So when he counts that night, he has counted. You can't deny the fact that he did, he had a, a, a cognizance of Sphera. And therefore, I think that's another reason, even if you don't accept the Neudibut Islamdus, to say that you should do that. That if Nebuchadnezzar found in that situation, you don't have to feel the, the, the anguish that all of, us, all of us have felt of not being able to make the bracha and not fulfilling the mitzvah. Don't make the bracha. But at least there's some breckle of uh, some crumb of significance here. I was thinking also two other r- reasons. One reason, again, it's Alpi Drush, but you know that Shibo Elek and others say that one of the reasons why women don't do Malacha during Sphira Omer is because the women during the time of the deaths of the students of Rabbi Akiva were the ones that were most involved in making sure the Mesim had their proper Kavit. And therefore, the sphera is really of a same aspect of in, being involvement with the mace. That's the reason Shabbat says women have the minig not to do malacha or, 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 or right not to do malacha at night when sphera Omer is happening, whether they count or not. But sphera is not a, a contradiction to the idea of of, of being oisik b'meis. In fact, it's sort of oile b'kona echad in a way. Uh, that's one thing. The other, as far as something my friend Duvi Weiss suggested, uh, he suggested that that um, that since it's, again, sort of, sort of, since, like the Sefer HaChinuch, the idea of Sphira isn't about doing the mitzvah now. It's about having a bridge to Shavuos. Nobody sort of implies that, but he says, it's not, Aninus pathes you for mitzvahs now. Sphira, by definition, is a mitzvah. Even it's it's more than just it's a forty-nine day mitzvah. It's all about where you're getting to, and therefore it might not be limited by any of the gedarim of aninos. That's al pidrush, but I think there's enough here uh, to say that the nayibi is psak is chayvakayim. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.